Welcome to the Species Hall of Fame. This is Quentin Wheeler. Today I conclude a reading of the epilogue from my forthcoming book, Species, Science, and Society. In order to save systematics, it is imperative that we not lose sight of its mission and goals. I am critical of molecular approaches to systematics when they focus on merely telling species apart and are disproportionately favored. Not because there is anything inherently bad about molecular data. It is one of several important sources of evidence, but, like all data, has strengths and limitations. Along with comparative morphology, paleontology, and embryology, molecular data, properly interpreted, reflects the pattern forged by evolutionary history. Many DNA analyses today, however, are phonetic. That is, they assess the overall similarity of sequences rather than teasing out discrete, shared-derived characters, called synapomorphies, suited to interpreting historical patterns. This, of course, refers merely to data gathering and analysis and is easily fixable. What really bothers me is something more fundamental to the current molecular movement. It has a different end in mind. The aim of molecular-based taxonomy is to tell species apart, estimate their degree of relatedness, and provide identifications to other biologists. Those are worthy aims as far as they go, but they are quite different from those of traditional systematics. Systematists seek to understand species as individual, unique kinds of organisms. That is possible only when the focus is on species and their attributes, not just their DNA. This, of course, requires that we carefully compare, describe, and analyze their characters. This divergent goal is why molecular studies often publish branching diagrams showing relationships among species from which all interesting characters have been omitted. Such studies simply recognize species and relationships without ever knowing what makes them interesting. Returning to an astronomy analogy, it is possible to tell planets apart by their position in space. Earth is the third planet from the star known as the sun, and so forth. With a little more knowledge, we can understand the effects of gravitation on their orbits and learn the average number of planets and star systems, among other aspects of the organization and workings of the universe. But such superficial understanding robs us of the most fascinating details of planetary science, describing whether a planet is solid or gaseous, large or small, the chemical composition of its atmosphere, its surface temperature, and other physical attributes make studying planets far more rewarding. Knowing that Neptune has 14 moons and Earth only one, or that Saturn has rings and Mars does not, tells us fascinating things and raises interesting questions. Simply telling species apart, being able to identify them while learning nothing about what makes each unique, is a rather unambitious enterprise. Yet, this is what is on offer from a molecular-based taxonomy. Systematics is all about the diverse attributes of species and groups of species, and the patterns among them due to a shared history. Species and characters open two views on the same historical sequence of events. You cannot be truly interested in species themselves without the irresistible urge to describe, compare, and classify them. 
Yet this is precisely what molecular systematists are doing, because they have different goals. Once you change the ends, it becomes easy to justify shortcuts in the means. It is possible to meet the limited needs of other biologists to identify species and to get a rough idea of relationships without detailed comparative studies or expansive museum collections. Only by retaining the traditional mission and goals of systematics can we have both. Systematists can explore the characters and history of species, spinning off the knowledge and classifications with which other biologists can accurately identify species and see them in their phylogenetic context. We must not allow systematics to be redefined because it makes the minimal information sought by others cheaper or easier to get. Not when it comes at the cost of never understanding species diversity in history. Supporting molecular shortcuts to meet needs of users of taxonomic information in exchange for the rigor and intellectual depth of systematics should be an unacceptable bargain. Only by supporting systematists to pursue their own science can we fully meet the needs of both taxonomists and users of taxonomic knowledge. For the systematist, species, characters, cladograms, and classifications represent carefully formulated, rigorously testable hypotheses. This means information made available to users is better too. On a planet on which species are hurtling toward extinction, this is surely preferable to simply telling a rapidly diminishing number of species apart. Systematics deserves to resume its centuries-old quest to explore and understand the diversity of species, ultimately expressed in detailed, comparative, descriptive studies and classifications that synthesize and organize what we know in a system of information-rich groupings and names. Systematics deserves our respect and support as an independent science, as well as a source of information necessary to ecology, conservation, biomimicry, and society. Best of all, in the process of saving systematics, we have the opportunity to save, too, a greater number and diversity of living species, as well as preserving evidence of all species for the enlightenment of future generations. If we let the last opportunity to discover, describe, and know species pass us by, we diminish our humanity, too. We are intellectually impoverished by each detail permitted to disappear. Callous indifference to other species, not even caring enough about them to recognize their uniqueness and give them names, eats away at our ethics. As sentient beings reshaping the biosphere, we owe it to ourselves to recognize and honor our origins and relationship to other species. Ignorance of species widens the gap between people and the natural world, denying our innate love for and curiosity about the world around us, and permitting species to disappear without discovering what they can teach us about survival and sustainable living unnecessarily places our future welfare at risk. The choice could not be clearer. We can continue down the road we are on, ignoring systematics, trading rigorous hypotheses for expedient molecular methods, and settling for simply telling species apart. Or, we can pursue fundamental systematics to understand the living cosmos and how it came to be. It is no longer acceptable to approach science as a popularity contest when so much is at stake. It is time for a sober reprioritization of the roles of taxonomy and natural history museums. 
There will be no second chances to redress missed opportunities. No other worlds can tell us about Earth's history. Only saving systematics can seize this one-time, not-to-be-repeated opportunity to explore species with direct consequences for our well-being and intellectual fulfillment. We will never know how many species have gone extinct on our watch, unknown, unnamed, and unsung. But this hemorrhaging of biodiversity and knowledge need not continue. It is time for taxonomic triage, for an all-out effort to discover and classify every kind of living thing. Knowledge of species will make us better stewards of the planet and more adept at adapting to environmental change. The humility we gain by honoring millions of species with recognition will make us more humane beings, too. It is clearly in the best interests of humankind and the planet to conserve as many and as diverse species as we can. It is equally clear that a large number of species will go extinct in spite of heroic conservation efforts. We should not compound the tragedy of extinction by permitting species to disappear without preserving more evidence of their existence than a bit of DNA. Reviving systematics, we can rapidly and efficiently complete an inventory, description, and classification of Earth's species. For the Species Hall of Fame, this is Quentin Wheeler. Thank you.